Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The lights are out. Curry gets it. The lights go out. The game is over. And we're here to pick up the pieces. This is Warriors Wrap-Up. On 95.7, the game. Wiggins cross-court to Poole, takes a deep three. It's good, Jordan Poole, with confidence oozing from every pore, ties the game at 15. Well, right now it's twos versus threes. Yeah, the Warriors were the squad making the threes tonight to the tune of 16 of 35. Jordan Poole, 5 of 7 from distance. And you add it all up, Warriors with a big late uh, second quarter run. They take control of this thing for good in the third, and they go on to wallop the Nuggets. Game one, round one in the books from Chase Center. 123 to 107 is the final. As we welcome you inside Chase Center, John Dickinson with you here for the next hour or so. 888-957-9570. Triple eight. 957-9570, a lot to react to. Uh, we'll give out our game balls for this one. We're going to hear from Steve Kerr. We're going to hear from Jordan Poole. But uh, let's dive right into it uh, as the Warriors dominate uh, the final three quarters uh, of this game. Uh, the middle two, to be sure, to take control and go on to uh, what winds up being uh, a relatively easy victory in the first uh, playoff game in the history of Chase Center, part of the storyline uh, in this one as well. Headline number one, Jordan Poole, flat out. Uh, the question coming into this game was, would Stephen Curry start? And it was reported while we were still on the air uh, at about 4.30, 4.45 or so, that, that Steph Curry was going to, to get the start. Uh, Anthony Slater of The Athletic uh, with that report, and uh, it wound up not being official uh, as uh, the Warriors released a different starting lineup uh, at about 5.10 after we got off the air, and Jordan Poole was in that starting lineup with Steph Curry to, to be coming off the bench. So not the transition that we were anticipating necessary for Poole to go back to the bench even though I think most people believe that Kevon Looney was going to get the start uh, to be able to, to try and contend with uh, Nikola Jokic uh, at the beginning of the game. How would the Warriors deploy the three-guard lineup? Well, the three-guard lineup, uh, along with Andrew Wiggins and, and along with Draymond Green, flipped this game in the Warriors' favor to, to the point where the Warriors took control of it. 27-26, Warriors are down at the end of the first quarter, and Jordan Poole really in that first quarter kind of saved the Warriors from being down more uh, as he was he was just all over the place. 
Uh, Clay Thompson knocked down nine points in, in that first quarter, uh, and Poole early second quarter as well got rolling uh, as Poole ended up with 14 points in, in the second quarter. Uh, and, and the Warriors, uh, some turnovers early, feeling out process early in the game. It felt in the first quarter as if the Warriors were out shooting other mistakes. Uh, and Steve Kerr got... Ten players in, uh, as we would have expected. There were some defensive breakdowns. Steph Curry, not making the start, got in right around the six-minute mark and didn't take a shot uh, in the first quarter, was letting the game come to him, was letting everybody else get comfortable. And then who would the Warrior bench unit be? Uh, and it wound up being you know Poole coming back with Peyton, Iguodala, Porter, and Bielitsa. And the teams were just kind of exchanging blows, feeling each other out. The Nuggets were hanging in this one. And you get to about the four-minute mark, the 423 mark to be exact of the second quarter, and that's where this game changed. The Nuggets were ahead 41-40 at about that 423 mark, and that's when, after all the substitutions, uh, with Curry coming off the bench and Poole still in the starting lineup, and Steve Kerr winds it all up to, to get... Uh, the closing lineup of of Steph and Poole and Klay Thompson and Wiggins and Draymond Green out there together. And Jokic immediately scored, but after that, uh, the Warriors wound up going on a big-time run, a, a big-time run for the Warriors to close it out. 18-6 to six was the run over the last four minutes uh, that the Warriors were able to go on to take uh, turn basically a one-point deficit at that point into an 11-point uh, lead uh, at the half. It was 58 to 47. And so the the first real test for, I don't know what we're going to call this lineup. It's not the death lineup. It's not the Hamptons five, but if the lineup continues to, to go as well uh, as it's gone for Steve Kerr and, and a couple of games against Denver back in March and, and the game tonight, if it continues to go uh, as, as well as it did, there's going to have to be a nickname for it to, to be sure, because they took control of the game. Warriors come out much more comfortable in the third quarter, and the third quarter essentially an extension of the second, 32-23. So Jordan Poole uh, shooting over 40% from three since March. Uh, coming out party, how would he deal with you know, his first playoff experience? And and he was just on fire. He was absolutely on fire. Best player on the floor uh, for the Warriors tonight maybe not named Draymond Green, uh, but but for Jordan Poole to go out there on a night where Steph was trying to find it, coming off the bench in the playoffs, Warriors doing everything they could to manage his minutes while get him reacclimated and also try and on the fly win a first game of a playoff, Jordan Poole carried him. I mean, it was just a big-time, big-time performance from the youngster in his first uh, playoff experience, and really it tells you all you need to know about uh, about Jordan Poole. That, that, that is a I've arrived kind of a moment tonight uh, for Jordan Poole in this one, uh, playing these 30 minutes and, and leading the Warriors. So it was a lot of clay early. It, it was a lot of Poole second and third. It allowed Steph Curry to, to find himself as, as this game went on. Only 21 minutes for Steph Curry in this one, uh, and so Jordan Poole and the, the, the three-guard lineup flipped the game. 888-957-9570. Uh, the job that the Warriors did defensively against Nikola Jokic. We talked about it all week long. How are the Warriors going to try and defend Jokic? It's going to be Looney likely at the start. It's going to be a hell of a lot of Draymond Green. And I think the Warriors wanted to make Jokic work. They wanted to make him earn his points while also taking away 
cutters while also taking away his ability to facilitate comfortably for others because if the Warriors don't let the others get rolling in this series for the Nuggets, they just don't have enough firepower to to contend on a consistent level uh, with the Warriors in this series. And you look at the line that that Jokic comes out with, 25 points, but he took 25 shots to get it. So 12 of 25, Jokic, another game for him against the Warriors this year where he doesn't make a three. And, And his line overall, you're thinking, damn, 25, 10, six assists. But for the most part, the Warriors took away a lot of the passing game for Jokic. They did a nice job against the other players. And you look at you know, Will Barton ended up with, with 24, but nobody else had more than 10. And it was Bones Highland in, in 17 inefficient minutes. So who gets the credit for that? Uh, well, a couple of people get the credit for that. Uh, and, and it starts with Kavon Looney, but Kavon Looney only did a, a bit part. Uh, in this one, 13 points. Otto Porter uh, playing some center. How about Bielitsa in, in his 15 minutes? Uh, positive, made some plays after a rough start uh, in this one. Uh, but Draymond Green. Draymond Green was a man freaking possessed tonight. A man possessed in, in the playoffs. And, and you got the feeling you know, Draymond, maybe more than anybody, just chomping at the bit to get back out there for the first time in three years in, in the meaningful games. That's where Draymond Green rises to the occasion in the biggest of the biggest games. And Draymond Green was was incredible tonight. Defensively, flying around, plus 21. We all know the stat when he scores 10 or more. Nine assists, six boards. And he was just making things happen, flying around, handling Jokic, getting in the way on rollers, getting in the way on on cutters, and and coming up with with defensive plays. Three block shots for Draymond Green uh, in this game. He was everywhere, and, and he gets he gets the nod as far as the hat tip and and, and the Warriors able to to handle Nikola Jokic. So eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. Some text messages to get to coming up, but let's get to the let's get to the phone lines. Uh, we'll start it with Kevin and Fremont here on ninety five seven. The game, Kevin, uh, you're on Warriors wrap up. What's going on, Kevin? Uh, not too much. Um, I thought it was a great game, and I thought Draymond had a a great night and, and made the made the difference all, all around in the constant intensity. But I had a name for the closing lineup, and uh, if it, it's very early, so this doesn't fit right now. But the way they play tonight, if this continues, my new name for the closing lineup would be Turn Out the Lights. Turn Out the Lights, the Turn Out the Lights lineup. Okay, I like it. I like it. Did you have anything else, Kevin? Nope. All right, Kevin, that's good. Yep. Short and sweet. Got it in. Turn out the lights. Lineup. Okay, we can put that down. We can put that down. If you want, if you want to, five one zero checking in on on the text line here, uh, and we appreciate it. The Xfinity Mobile text line here, ninety five seven. The game, the Voltron lineup. This is the Voltron lineup. How about the Lifeguard lineup? The Splash Brothers and Pool. The Lifeguard lineup. That one might be uh, a little bit uh, of a stretch. But here's what I know. Uh, if if Jordan Poole can play at the level that he played at tonight, and he looked extremely comfortable against the Nuggets and extremely comfortable under the bright lights of the playoffs, right? We know what Steph Curry does in the bright lights. We know what Draymond and Klay Thompson have done for years in the bright lights. The question mark was kind of, you know, what would Jordan Poole look like? Would he have to go back to the bench? Don't have to worry about that yet because Steph Curry came off the bench tonight. But if Jordan Poole's going to play like this and shoot 40-plus percent from three and and be a playmaker on top of, of everything else, 
then the Warriors are immediately a dangerous team. That's immediately a level up from whatever you thought this Warriors team could potentially uh, accomplish uh, over over the course of a, of a postseason run. And oh, by the way, this is a pretty good day for the Warriors overall. Why? Because they blew out the Nuggets in the first game of this series, and the Memphis Grizzlies, for all the chatter, for all the talk, uh, they lost their first playoff game uh, of their series earlier this afternoon to the Minnesota Timberwolves. So suddenly the Grizzlies, and look, no series is over in, in one game, even though sometimes it does feel that way uh, when, when you run through it. No series is over after one game, but now the Grizzlies, at a minimum, are going to have to work harder uh, in, in that series to advance, and that would have the potential to add some wear and tear to a to a second round series. But we're a ways away from there. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Andrea in Berkeley on ninety five seven. The game. Hi, how are you? Doing very well. Doing very well. How are you? Good. Happy full moon and happy Warriors win. <laughs> Very and, good. Uh, you know, Very great good. to see Steph Curry uh, come back. Uh, he was born March 14, 1988, 1.51 p.m., Akron, Ohio. And you know what's interesting? Pisces actually rules the feet. So uh, that's been an area of some sensitivity there. Um, interesting, Jupiter transit, Jupiter's expansion, abundance, opportunity. So he had that going for him. But in the past, they had um, also a Neptune transit, which can be kind of confusing, kind of a dark night of the soul. So I'm glad Jupiter kicked in and he, uh, you know, got his minutes in and he just did really well. And I was just looking at Jordan Poole, June 19, 1999. They're getting younger and younger, so uh, I'll be looking at his chart as well. But I was just uh, very gratified to see Steph Curry play. Perfect. Andrea, appreciate you checking in. Our sports astrologer on, on 95.7 The Game on Warriors Wrap-Up. Love it. Uh, from Andrea, we go to Robin in the city. Robin on 95.7 The Game. Robin, how are you? Good to talk to you. Uh, hey, sweetie, how are you? Hell of a win, huh? Um, I thought I heard someone dub the lineup, um, pick your poison. Pick your poison lineup. And so, um, of course, pick your poison it only works when the, the poison is working. So it might be kind of uh, setting them up for being, being targets. But, J.D., I wanted to say to you, uh, I thought Wiggins uh, played with an intensity night. And the look on his face, I, 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 about the second quarter, I turned to a friend of mine. I said, you see that look on Wiggins' face? He looked like he looked like he mean business. I don't know if you noticed it, but I'd like to hear your comments about Wigan. He seemed to be uh, he had, he played with some intensity. Peace out, brother. Yeah, appreciate it, Robin. And I'm glad you brought up Andrew Wiggins because I think I, I think tonight it's good news on a night where the Warriors win big and Jordan Poole does his thing, I think the fact that his name, talking about Andrew Wiggins, hadn't come up in the first 15 minutes of the show, I think that's a good thing. I think that's a real positive sign. And I'm with you, Robin. I do think he played with with, with some intensity. He played like a guy that had been told, hey, don't worry about the noise. Don't worry about about scoring. Don't worry about feeling like you have to shoot. Just Just be aggressive. But be aggressive doesn't have to necessarily mean – be aggressive in terms of, of taking every shot or looking to score the basketball uh, at every turn. Aggressive can be 
get on the boards to the tune of, of nine rebounds. Aggressive can be make the right play. Aggressive can be wing defense uh, that, that helps you against a team that, that maybe doesn't have a, enough offensive explosiveness to hang with what the Warriors are, are putting out there. It's just just play with a purpose. You, you can play with a quiet aggression. You don't have to be Draymond Green, Robin, and you know this. You don't have to be Draymond Green, boisterous, yelling, screaming, snarling, whatever, to be playing with force and to be playing with intensity and, and to be playing with a purpose. And, and I'm with you. I thought Andrew Wiggins tonight – played with a purpose and I'm trying to tell people I'm trying to tell people if if Poole's out there and Clay's out there and Steph's out there and that winds up being a closing lineup or that winds up being a, a lineup that's going to be out there uh, to to finish halves and it, it's used as a as a new version of, of a death lineup or what the Hamptons five was for the Warriors in, in years past Wiggins is going to be out there He's going to be out there at the end of these games. It, it's not going to be Wiggins it, it, because they need the two-way defense and they need the athleticism and they need the wing size that, that he possesses. So uh, very good sign tonight for, for Andrew Wiggins uh, in this one. 888 Warriors wrap-up. John Dickinson inside Chase Center uh, as we're squawking about this one. Warriors 123 Nuggets 107 as the Warriors one nothing series advantage. Game two to be played right back here in the building on Monday night. Let, let's talk about the crowd a little bit tonight. What did you think of the crowd? First game in the history of Chase Center, playoff game. I know there was limited attendance for the play-in game last year where the Warriors were eliminated by the Grizzlies. So, so this was really the, the, the christening of, of, of this building tonight uh and you know I, I thought loudest moment of the night tonight probably the Draymond Green three probably Draymond Green's three I think at a moment where the Warriors were, were really taking control Jordan Poole's starting to get that next level uh, in terms of the crowd when he does something right now it, it, it I'm not going to say it's Steph or Clay level in terms of loud when Jordan Poole does something but there's a there's a fire and a passion and an energy and an edge to the crowd when Jordan Poole does something uh, because every bucket he hits right now, it feels like it, it's Jordan Poole announcing himself louder and louder to the rest of the NBA landscape that, that he's here to stay and he's here to be a, a force to be reckoned with. All right, let's keep it moving on the phones. 888-957-9570. A lot of people that want to talk. Uh, Philmo Mike is up next here on 95.7 The Game. What's going on, Philmo Mike? Hey, what's up, J.D., man? I, I like to call it the deep end lineup, the deep end. You feel me? You got three shooters that can shoot from deep. But uh, I love – hey, Robin, she hit the nail on the head when she said Wiggins had like a, a very – he was very aggressive. He went to the hole one time so hard, and it's, I think it was a pass from Looney. I was like, man, he was like flying through the air. Draymond, oh, my God. His defense on Nikola Jokic is was, was, was classic Draymond. He was holding a little bit, but hey, man, it's playoff basketball, and I love how Poole is not no punk. The whole they're like that. He's not a punk. He's not afraid of the moment. He's not scared. If we keep playing defense, we can get him in four. But we gotta keep playing deep because the offense ain't gonna always gonna be there. Poole and them ain't gonna always shoot like that. But if we keep playing deep. We'll get him. 
Yeah, it was it was playoff level defense to be sure, Mike. And and look again, I keep coming back to the fact that the Nuggets really are Jokic and and a bunch of bench players. To to be perfectly honest, I mean, how many of these players, if the Nuggets are healthy, you'd rather have Jeff Green coming off the bench. Gordon's probably a starter. Uh, you know, Monte Morris would be coming off the bench. He'd be a damn good bench player if Jamal Murray's starting. If Porter's starting, you move a couple of those guys to the bench. And and then you got a really deep team, to to be honest. I mean, the Nuggets have to hope that they can get both of those guys back for next year and, and, and really pick and choose between some of the others. And, I mean, they, looking at their roster, could have a, a, a really deep team. Uh, and, and that could, you know, level them up to the point where they feel like they are, are contenders. But uh, tonight, about the Warriors and about the coming out party, the pool party uh, for Jordan Poole here inside Chase Center. 888-957-9570. Let's keep it moving on the phone lines. Uh, Is it uh, Juliano? Juliano or Juliano on 95.7 The Game? Yeah, it's Juliano. Juliano, good to to have you on. Go go ahead. Um, So I have a couple ideas for the name. Uh, One of them, it's Wave Dash. Uh, there's this EDM group I really like. They're called Wave Dash. I feel like these guys are really fast. They like to move. Um, it kind of goes with the uh, the whole, like, uh, you know, water, ocean, splash-related pool party type thing. Um, and then I had another one that was just night light, you know, late night night light. I feel like that could work. Okay, night light. All right, those are – I'm jotting these down. I'm adding them to the list. Uh, I think we got some potential here. I kind of, I kind of, I'm leaning, I'm leaning, pick your poison. I'm leaning, pick your poison right now. I'm not going to lie, but, but we can, we can keep adding to it. It's one of those things where you could run through five, 10, 15 different potential uh, names and, and okay, yeah, that could work. That could work. That could work. And then there's going to be one where it's just like, all right, that's, that's what it is. That, that, that's what it is. Uh, And and that's what takes off. And it winds up being Uh, Nicole. Nicole is up next year on 95.7 The Game. It's uh, Nikolai, but thank you anyway. Oh, Nikolai. Okay, Nikolai. All right. Yep. Appreciate it. Depth depth pool. Depth pool. D-E-P-T-H. Pool. Play on Deadpool. Play on the depth of our team. That's what I would say. All right. Okay, appreciate it, Nikolai. Apologies on, on getting the name wrong there. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the uh, phone number to participate in the program. 415 here uh, on the Xfinity mobile text line uh, chiming in. Wanting, wanting credit, please acknowledge I called earlier. I told you guys pool was going to shine tonight. All right, you got it. You got it, 415. Uh you absolutely have it there. And uh, also, somebody giving me props, believe it or not, uh, on, on the text line as well. Uh, 707, is this John Dickinson pulling a double shift? You bet your ass it is. <laughs> always a double. It's, it's always a JD double shift Saturday. Wait till, we get the do- wait till we get double shift Saturday. We start hitting the road with this thing. Heading, heading to Denver in the week. Going to be heading wherever maybe round two is. Yeah, we're, we're taking the JD boots on the ground road show all over the country, uh, assuming that the Warriors uh, can keep this thing rolling. But, yeah, double shift, triple shift, hits on shows, digital, whatever you need, man. Uh, just just a content factory here uh, on, on 95.7, the game. Uh, looking forward to it. And then uh, one other one, uh, the 925. 
JD, you were the first one to mention Curry coming off the bench only because, and this is this is what tipped me to this, and we're going to hear from, from Steve Kerr coming up uh, momentarily, but, but what got me down the path of could Steph Curry come off the bench in game one was when Steve Kerr started speaking about the minutes restriction. Uh, and at one point, I think it was Thursday, he said, well, Steph isn't going to play he isn't going to play 30 to 35 minutes. And then I think yesterday he said, well, he, he may he's not going to play 38 minutes. Like he tried to bump it up, in essence, acting like he wasn't too much of a tell as to that the minutes restriction may be too low. But when he said he's not going to play 30 to 35, that made me think that he was only going to play maybe 25. And if, he was, if he's only going to play 25, that put – the Warriors back in the position a lot like they were in when Draymond Green came back uh, and when Klay Thompson came back and if you go back through that time period the Warriors had said when Draymond came back that maybe they messed up when Klay came back uh, because it was difficult on Klay to play the first five minutes as a starter and then only be able to play five more minutes and a half and you want him to play the last five minutes and a half so you warm up you play the game you play five minutes then you sit for the whole rest of the half until the last five minutes hard to get in a rhythm do you really want to do that to Steph Curry in a freaking playoff game at the expense of now Jordan Poole's got to come off the bench and so uh, they didn't do that with Draymond uh, because he could only play 20 to 25 minutes. So they gave his him his run at the end of, of each quarter. And it, it just got me to thinking, I thought, would the Warriors do that? And I, I think the Warriors were trying to pump fake different things in different directions. Uh, I know a couple people had said, didn't Curry say he was going to start? Uh, and maybe they hadn't had the conversation yet, and Curry was kind of assuming. Uh, I know he made a joke about the, the minutes restriction uh, as well. And, and then there was the report, uh, from earlier pregame that, that it was going to be Curry, and then when it was officially announced, it wound up being Jordan Poole with, with Curry coming off the bench. But if you're only going to be able to play 20 to 25 minutes, playing the final minutes essentially of, of each quarter probably is uh, the best way to go. All right, uh, is it uh, Razia? Razia next on, on 95.7 The Game? Razia. Razia, you're next on 95.7 The Game. Hi, guys. I'm Razia. Hi, Razia. Thank you for calling in. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing well. What's on your mind tonight? So I just, I'm driving home from the game, and it was a phenomenal game. It sure was. What was your favorite part of the game tonight, Razia? So I have to say, I think the crowd made a difference. The crowd was phenomenal. Um, you could hear Chase just go crazy over the game. The fact that we're at the um, game and it's the playoffs, we're having a great time. And, um, you know, I think that the boys stepped it up. You know, I think um, I w- we were surprised to see Curry. We weren't sure if he was going to play. I think Kerr played a Popovich move. I think um, he didn't want to kind of tell us that he was going to play, but Curry did his part. I feel like um, Draymond really stepped it up. Poole stepped it up. The guys all did their piece, and it just worked out so beautifully for everybody. 
Razia, thanks for the call. Great, great phone call. Appreciate you chiming in. Uh, don't let your first call be your last call here on, on 95.7 The Game. 888-957-9570. Uh, that's a nice segue uh, into our move of the game. Our move of the game brought to you by Good Green Moving. Visit goodgreenmoving.com and download the free Good Green app today for your local and long-distance moving and storage needs. And move of the game for me tonight is Steve Kerr not starting Steph Curry uh, because I, I think that it it allowed Steph Curry to work his way back into this one and back into the flow and not have to have a great game. It allowed Jordan Poole to, to stay comfortable. It allowed Jordan Poole to, to, to continue the rhythm that he had built up and ease into his first playoff game, essentially playing the same role that he had been playing over the last few weeks of the season where he had been so effective. So it was almost it was almost checking two boxes at the same time, maybe even three. One, Curry's not still fully healthy, uh, you know, cleared to play, of course, but not 100%, and needs to ease back into things in terms of minutes, so you check that box. If he's coming off the bench, he can go five for 13 or not take a shot in his first six-minute six run, and it's not going to kill you. And... and you also make him more apt to, if he takes a 5-for-13, as he did, you know, you've got others that, that can take up the slack. And Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson playing as effectively as they did wound up being a massive, massive deal for the for the Warriors in this one. So I, I'm giving Steve credit the nod here, and I do think there was something going on with all of the chatter this week about who was going to be starting and who wasn't and uh, there were just different messages it felt like being sent everywhere, uh, and maybe it could have been construed as the Warriors not totally on the same page with it, but I don't think that's what it was. Uh, I, I think the Warriors were trying to send a lot of different signals in, in a lot of different directions, and you add it all up, and, and it wound up being a, a quality uh, quality move there. So that's uh, your move of the game. Uh, which is brought to you by Good Green Moving. All right, 888-957-9570. Let, let's keep it moving on the phone lines. Uh, Coach P uh, up next here on on Warriors Wrap-Up with J.D. What's up, Coach P? What's up, J.D.? Um, you know, Saturday night, feeling all right after this Warriors win. Uh, Love it. One first round. And, yeah, you know, just shows just shows how, uh, you know, how uh, just, just how Steph doesn't really have that ego thing where he can be like, yeah, man, I'll come off the bench or just kind of knowing, you know, let it, let the the game develop and let him come in as the game starts going. And uh, we all know it's not how you start, it's how you finish. So, um, but just having a 20 point lead right there going in the fourth quarter, I mean, it just felt good. Chase, you know I mean? was rocking. You can kind of feel it. I mean, obviously, you know, I was watching on TV, but you can just kind of hear the noise. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm just liking what I see. You know, there was all this talks about who's going to be in the rotation, who's going to play this. I mean, y- you can tell that Kerr's just going to be like Bielita. He kind of he played good at the end of the season to, to get these minutes, and, and he's taking advantage of it. And so far, so good. Um, I do think Kerr is going to do a little twist in the middle of the series, maybe that game three, the road game, maybe someone that – we didn't even see play tonight, get some more minutes or something like that. But, I mean, so far, so good. So let's keep it going, Warriors. Go Dubs. Love the show, J.D. All right, appreciate it, Coach P. Yeah, it was – look, 
the Warriors and Steve Kerr were telling us exactly who was going to play, and and you're you're right on point. Bealitza earned it, and and he was playing when the Warriors pulled the rotation down and trimmed it, and it, the signals were all like the ten that played in the first half. It was no surprise. The only question was, would Kaminga be an eleventh? And I've been saying that for weeks, and it wound up not being Kaminga as, as the eleventh. It was a ten man rotation. Kaminga, Lee Moody, and JTA got in. Uh, at at the end of the ball game, uh, after you know the game was decided and and both teams decided to call it off. Let's get D Henry uh, before we pause here. Eight at eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We'll hear from Steve Kerr and Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. That's all coming up uh, in the next segment. But D Henry, our final caller this segment on ninety five seven. The game. All right. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. I got I got two things. One, I got a name for the squad, and then I want to talk a little bit about getting Kaminga in the game, but um, I'm aged myself, but I, I, I like the name of the squad, Biggie Smalls. They're a small lineup. They got four, three, four guards on the, on the court, but they come up big. They can all shoot. So Biggie Smalls is the name of the squad from the 90s. And then uh, the only thing, and you just talked about it, man, I really want to see Kaminga get in the game. I think later on in the playoffs, if they can make it to second, third, fourth round, they might need him. They might not need him this, this series because he's not going to stick uh, Jokic but they might need a big athletic body, like, and I'd like to get him, you know, so he's not nervous later. That's it. I'm out. Ruru. Appreciate it. Good stuff, D. Henry. Yeah. Any 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 you invoke Biggie Smalls, you're good with me. You're you're good in my book. Anytime. So that's uh, that one might go near the top of the list uh, at this point. And, and yeah, Kaminga's gonna get in. Kaminga's gonna get in. Coach P mentioned it. Like Steve Kerr will pull. Just because Kaminga wasn't in tonight doesn't mean he won't get a little run Monday or he won't get a little run at some point uh, in, in this series. I, I wouldn't be surprised. And he likes to give everybody a little taste uh, at some point in time. All right, we'll pause here. 888-957-9570. We still have the shot of the game coming up here between now and 10 o'clock, and we're going to hear from Steve Kerr and Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson and maybe even a little bit of Steph Curry. Uh, it's John Dickinson, Warriors wrap-up, 95.7 the game. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Prescription products require an online physician. 
Wiggins gets it up top to Draymond. Now to Clay Thompson. Thompson with a dribble and the jumper. And another three for Clay. Continuing the hot shooting that ended the season for number 11. Boy, he's locked in, isn't he? Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95 7 the game. Tim and Tom on the call. Clay Thompson was locked in and locked in early. Nine first quarter points helped keep the Warriors in the game. Jordan Poole knocked down a three, and it was really Clay and, and Poole. Uh, four threes between the two of them, four of six from three point range between the two of them that, that helped keep the Warriors uh, from getting down in that first quarter, only trailing by one uh, at the end of that frame and, and just kept them uh, within punching distance throughout uh, the middle of that second quarter before uh, the three-guard lineup was able to close out with Wiggins and Draymond Green. The first half, Warriors go on the 18-6 run. One-point deficit turns into a 12-point lead, and then the Warriors blow the doors off of the thing in the third quarter. They win it 123-107, to 888-957-9570. Some Steve Kerr sound coming up in just a moment. Let's get Vanna, though, in on 95-7 the game. Hey, Vanna, how are you? Hey, J.D., thanks for taking my call. Uh, we were actually at the game, and I want to say the crowd, we were locked in. We were, we were focused. I felt like the crowd was really rocking. I didn't check the box score, but I thought the rebounding tonight was really, really good. We got a, really, we got a couple of critical offensive rebounds that made a big difference. And just Jordan Poole, man, he's just playing with this swagger and his confidence. And it's just nice to have another offensive weapon in addition to Stephen Clay. So... That was a good game. Thanks for the show. You always do a good job, so. Appreciate it, Vanna. Thanks a lot for checking in. 888-957-9570. The rebounding. Good call on that one. 41-35. And any team that has size, and the Nuggets do have size, you have to be able, if you're going to play small, to rebound collectively. And and for the Warriors to, to play the lineups that they played tonight and win the rebounding battle, uh, it's a testament to the defense because there were uh, more Nuggets missed shots in this one, but it's a, testament, uh, a testament to collective rebounding. And you look at, you know, Kavon Looney only played 13 minutes in this game. He had seven boards. Wiggins had nine. Draymond had six. And then you look at everybody off the Warriors bench, even including Curry. Curry, three. Bielitsa, three. Peyton, three. Iguodala had a couple. Uh, and so it, it was a collective rebounding effort, which you have to have if you're going to, to win uh, in the NBA and play small against teams that, that have size and especially against teams that have somebody uh, like the Joker, Nikola Jokic. And, hey, uh, remember when everybody was worried about Scott Foster? Quickly here before we get to Steve Kerr. Remember when everybody's worried? Oh, God, stop, uh, Scott Foster, Ed Malloy. Uh, that, that's not good. Uh, that, that's trouble for the Warriors because there's been some run-ins with the uh, – Warriors and, and a couple of those officials in the past, including Scott Foster, no need. No need to be worried. If anybody needed to be worried about Scott Foster tonight, it was Boogie Cousins, who got the quick tech, and then uh, as he was walking away, for those that didn't see it or wanted to know what happened between Scott Foster and Boogie Cousins, uh, he gets the tech. He kind of throws his arms up like, what? You gave, me a, you gave me a tech. He starts to walk away. And and Demarcus Cousins kind of kind of gave the brush off, and the big screen here inside Chase Center actually caught it. Demarcus Cousins, uh, as he's walking away, yells, "Man, bleep you!" And that was it. Scott Foster hit him with the hit him with the quick little mini tech, Joey Crawford style. 
and it was time for uh, Boogie Cousins to to hit the showers. 888-957-9570. He can't do that. And then he was in, of, of course, just incredulous as to, you know, what happened? Why did I get kicked out? Because you turned your back to the official and went, man, bleep you. And everybody heard it, including, I think, a bunch of people in the in the first couple of rows uh, sitting there uh, by the Nuggets bench. All right, uh, let's hear from Steve Kerr. A couple of minutes of the head coach following this one as uh, the Warriors get the job done. one nothing series advantage over the Nuggets. I don't think anyone was surprised by Jordan Poole's performance tonight, but what did you think of just the young guy's composure on such a big stage? Yeah, I mean, he was great. Technically, his first playoff game, but our two play-in games last year sure feel sure felt like playoff games. So he played great in those two games. So kind of what we expected. He's he's not afraid of the moment, and he was looking forward to it. He's, he works every day to prepare, and um, yeah, he had a he had a great game. You set it up to have that closing group uh, when you put Jordan in with Steph, Clay, Draymond, and Wiggins. Obviously, that's that turn the entire game. Uh, was that the plan? And that is your closing lineup. And what does it do when you have all those guys in together? Uh, well, I think you know you get a lot of floor spacing. You get two playmakers with um, you know Steph and Jordan, and you get Draymond at the five where he's most effective, and um, so he can do his. You know, his thing in terms of DHOs and, and um, you know, being a great screener, you know, diving into the pocket, catching the ball, playmaking himself. So it's um, it's a good lineup. It's kind of what we've always done here, you know, depending on on personnel. But, um, you know, going to uh, to Draymond at the five and trying to s- spread the floor. So it's fun to, to see it. I think it's the first time we've been able to get to that lineup all year. I may be wrong, but um, uh, we haven't done it often that's for sure because of injuries steve the, the defense on Jokic with draymond and and kavan and even steph helping out and others how important was that and how much did you like that effort yeah i mean uh, he's such a, a phenomenal player um you have to uh, you have to d- just be as solid as possible I, I thought we for the most part took away uh the back cuts he's such a brilliant passer uh, when you play these guys, you've, you've got to take something away. If he's dicing you up, you know, with back cuts and he's getting to the foul line, he's making threes, um, he's impossible to guard. So I think he, um, you look at his numbers, 25, 10 and six. I mean, he's the MVP for a reason, brilliant player, but we did, did our best on him and we know he's coming back for game two and it's going to be a lot harder. He only had two free throw attempts. Uh, what's the key to, to your guys defending them physically, but, you know, they didn't foul them tonight? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Loon and Draymond are, are great post defenders. They understand how to guard uh, without fouling. Um, Belly did a good job on him, you know, a few possessions. Uh, he's, he knows him well. I, we had a couple of guys on him as well. Andre, uh, Otto, everybody who, who was out there, I think, understood the, the, uh, the value of, you know, doing your best without fouling and then the guards, you know, not getting beat on back cuts. So we did a good job of that. And, and, uh, and that's got to continue. Not starting Steph. Was that similar to with clay before that you didn't want the long break in between? Yes. Uh, yeah. And then how hard is it going to be to get Jordan pull out of that starting lineup? Yeah. And we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Steve, how did uh, Steph come out in terms of he played 22 minutes, I believe it was yeah. uh, any issues at all? Nope. Feeling good. Um, I liked uh, the way he approached the game. I think his first stint, he didn't even shoot, um, took care of the ball, had a couple of assists, just got his feet wet. And then, um, 
you know, kind of uh, found his his rhythm as the game went on. So um, it's, a, it's a really good first game back for him, and this will help um, kind of set the table for what's coming. And, and how would you describe the process that allowed you, that allowed the vets to become comfortable with Jordan having the ball at big moments like this? What was the process that what? Yeah, the process that allowed the veterans to become comfortable with Jordan having the ball and not Steph. Uh, just because of the way Jordan has played all season long, you know, he's earned the respect and the trust of uh, his teammates and they believe in him and they see what he's done uh, all year. And um, so there's no hesitation to put the ball in his hands. Steve, following up on your note about Jordan and the playing games, did you consider those as kind of turning points that gave you comfort he would be ready for the big stage, or were those moments even earlier? How, how do you look at that overall? I mean, he he had a um, a great season a year ago, particularly the second half of the season, and then uh, yeah, I mean those those are basically playing game um, playoff games, um, and uh, and he and he performed at a really high level. So just having that um, in my memory. Uh, and in his experience, it was pretty obvious he was not going to be shy tonight, and uh, he was he was fantastic. Was twenty two minutes about what you expected for? I'm sorry. Steph? Was twenty two minutes like about what you expected for Steph tonight? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, given that he's not starting, you know, somewhere in there he could have played more, but um, it was I think a good good starting point. This was we've talked a lot about that three guard lineup, and tonight we finally saw a pretty hefty dose of it. What did you think of of the way that Steph, Clay, and Jordan played together, and then that small ball lineup to close? I thought they were great. I mean, Clay, you know, Clay had a big night shooting the ball. Obviously, Jordan, um, Andrew Wiggins was fantastic tonight. Uh, his defense, his rebound, he had nine boards. Um, you know, he attacked the rim six for eleven, but you know, had a couple right at the rim that didn't quite fall, you know, got to the foul line. I thought Wiggs was, was tremendous. So he, he's a really nice compliment to those, those other guys, because there's a lot of open floor for Wiggs uh, to attack when Jordan, Steph and Clay are out there with him. All right. So Steve Kerr there talking about Andrew Wiggins and, and he, he was a, a positive factor for the Warriors in, in this one tonight. Uh, the three guard lineup flipping the game before halftime and then the decision to have Steph Curry come off the bench in this one, uh, saying that it helped with the minutes restriction. And so, uh, yeah, how difficult is it going to be? You heard Tim Kawakami, the athletic, asking how difficult it's going to be to get him out of the starting lineup. Uh, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, I think the Warriors, though, probably going into game two, it's going to be same soup, as Bruce Bochy would say. You got a lineup that works for you in one game, and you score a bunch of runs, and you win the game. Uh, Bruce Bochy would always come out to the dugout the next day, and uh, he'd say, same soup to the, to the media. <laughs> Uh, as far as who was going to be out there. All right, uh, let's get to a couple of callers here. Uh, Dave and Alameda on 95.7 The Game. What do you got tonight, Dave? How you doing, my man? Oh, wow. It was cool to see Steph Curry out there. Um, I got to meet Steph Curry and his wife one time, and I said, my name is Mario Trevino. I went to high school with Chris Stone at St. Joe's in Alameda. And he was like, wow, because Chris Stone is, is, is the global director at Under Armour. And uh, he's the vice president over at Curry Brand. So, Steph Curry, if you're listening, you got to hire Mario Trevino from St. Joe's. You know what I'm saying? That's what, it was Jason Kidd and Chris Stone. We were all friends back in the day. when we won the high school state championship in basketball. So, those are the good times. I think Steph Curry is the man. He always says, 
you know, have a strong mind and, and stay happy when you have injuries. So I told my mom that when she was sick, so she kept a good outlook, when, and she recovered real well. So Steph Curry is nice. the man in our house, and I think you're doing a great job. And uh, have a nice day. Bye. Appreciate it, Dave. I thought Dave was going to tip in there at the end, and uh, if if the Warriors had Lamelo Ball, they would have won by thirty-two instead of sixteen. No, I'm just kidding. I, I'm just giving you a hard time, Dave. Just giving you a hard time, Dave. Uh, glad to hear that your mom's doing well. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. That guy. That guy is up next here on Warriors Wrap Up. What's going on, that guy? Hey, good evening, JD, my man. You're actually pulling triple duty today, brother. Right. I, yeah, I, you, you could call it that. Yeah, you could call it that. I mean, typically pre pre and post game is kind of viewed as one thing, but but it is a long day. There's no, I wouldn't have it any other way, but it is a long day. Exactly, and we appreciate it, brother. You represent Dub Nation and give us all the inside details like no other. And then congrats on getting that road gig again, man. That's big. Um, just yep. a comment on the game, though. You know, it was exciting. Because this is the first time, and you probably can recall better than me, this is the first time in like six years that we saw the Big Four on the court together in a playoff game without Kevin Durant. So before he got there, I think it was the first time in six years that, that we saw that. And I called into Devone, and I told him, I, I didn't call the Curry thing. I'm not going to say I called the Curry coming off the bench, but I did call the three-guard lineup, and I said that, Kerr is going to do something that no one expects. He's going to flip the script like he always does and come up with something big that, that you know, catch everyone off guard. And that's what happened tonight. And, hey, I got a name for you for this crew here. Um, the long name is the Bay City Bomb Squad. But if you just want to go Bomb Squad because everyone's dropping bombs when they come in. Bialitsa, you got Wiggins, Clay. And let's talk about Clay. That guy was you know, he, I think he silenced a lot of naysayers tonight. But, yeah, the bomb squad uh, from Bay City. Appreciate it, J.D. Keep doing what you do, brother. All right, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, that guy. Appreciate you checking in here uh, on 95.7 The Game. A lot of good thoughts there uh, on this one as the Warriors get the win, 123-107. to, to 107. Uh, 888-957-9570. Maybe we sneak a couple of more in here. I do want to get to, to Jordan Poole. He was the man of the night. He met with everybody down in the Bill King interview room here uh, inside Chase Center following this one. Podium game for number three, first playoff game. He goes for 30, and what a feat. Uh, saw the, the note uh, for, for Jordan Poole in this one, and just just incredible. Uh, you, you look at what he was able to do uh the most points in a playoff debut in, in Warriors history, uh, Wilt Chamberlain and Mitch Richmond. So he equaled Mitch Richmond, uh, who had 30 in his playoff debut. Kendra Andrews passed that along via Twitter uh, and, and ESPN stats and info. So Wilt Chamberlain, 35, was the most points in a in a playoff debut in, in Warriors history. Mitch Richmond, 30, and Jordan Poole equaled the Mitch Richmond, 30, to sit number two behind Wilt on that list. Here's JP after this one. Jordan, you, you said you were ready. You've been ready your whole career, but how ready were you starting this game? How comfortable did you feel in, in this moment? Um, I felt pretty prepared. Coaching staff uh, did a really good job of putting the game plan up, setting it up, um, and then we did a really good job as a team just going out there and executing. Jordan, you um you started, looked like you were just 
kind of picking spots and then later you went to the driving just walk me through how you kind of worked out the game and you know got to your spots on the floor and how you wanted to play just being patient looking at the coverage seeing how they're guarding me see if they switch things up but just taking what the defense gives me playing within the offense and uh, just trying to be as locked in as possible when I get uh, open looks did you feel the game shift late second when when you guys went to that smaller lineup and and kind of getting Jokic out in space and I think you hit like three straight threes something like that yeah the unit feels pretty comfortable playing together. I don't know. We haven't played together like much, but being able to just feel each other out there and how dangerous we all are, just finding ways to get stops and just getting out in transition, we're able just to capitalize. Jordan, that um, with 254 left in the second, you cut through the key both ways and went in for that that lay-in and you hollered, Steph stared you down. I mean, how, that was a key stretch going into halftime. Um, how, how fun was that play? And did that gets you even kind of more hyped up? I mean, it was... Just think it was just a, if I know what you're, the one you're talking about, just being aggressive on the fast break, getting a layup called down one and uh, just feeling the energy, not only from our teammates, but from the crowd. And um, we need every last bit of that, especially when it comes to the playoffs to try to win games against these good teams. So um, just kind of feeding off that energy and feels good to have a big brother right there guys and you up a little bit. What did Wiggs say to you when you checked out for the final time? Just knock down the free throw. Hey, Jordan, uh, Steve was just saying now that he felt like your performance in the playing games last year, as well as overall the work that you've put in, really helped prepare you for you know this playoff game. What's your perspective on what ways those things helped you for tonight? I didn't know what to expect. Obviously, for the playoffs, playoffs last year, the playing game, people that I've asked said that it was pretty close in terms of the atmosphere and physicality, um, the details. Uh, but just trying to be as prepared as possible. It's only game one. Obviously, we got a lot more games to play and a lot more games to experience, but uh, today was a cool one and um, got a game in a couple of days. Jordan, what was playoff Draymond like uh, just being next to him out there? Um, you feel it. You feel it, and he stepped it up a notch. And, you know, him being our leader, we feed off of his energy. And being able to see, hey, Hancho kind of go out there, be aggressive, knock down huge shots, make big plays, get huge stops against, you know, MVP, and um, we feed off of that. You know, and being able to have uh, the force that he is back there and the way he controls our offense helps us a lot. How much easier was it for you to get the start in this game? And how how good do you feel that you're making it tough to whether when Steph comes back into the starting lineup, whether you come out or not? Just try to make the most of my opportunity when I'm out there. Just continue to be aggressive and play my game and all my teammates and coaches tell me just to be me, you know, within the offense and you know, just really try to help us win a game. You never really know. Games change all the time. Adjustments change, so you got to be ready. You got to be prepared uh, night in and night out. Did you have to, in a sense, earn the trust of the veterans? Because you have the ball in your hands a lot when you're out there with them. I mean, what was the process like in terms of getting you, getting them comfortable with you having the ball in your hand? Just playing my game, to be honest, shooting the shots that I shoot, uh, making the passes that I make. I mean, it's cool to have the trust of the vets. Um, it's, it's awesome and it's amazing. And, you know, them being able to trust me out there just to put our team in a really good position to win is, is um it's pretty cool and for you as a playmaker how would you describe having Steph and clay out there it's pretty lethal it's pretty lethal being able to have a lot of off-ball action for those guys and as soon as they get any daylight just finding a way to get them to rock and them being aggressive and especially for those two guys trying to get them as easy of shots as possible to get them going you know if they get easy looks open looks or cash and they're knocked down and that gets them going so you know just trying to you know just trying to play the right the right way to be honest what was the biggest difference having Steph back on the court tonight compared to the recent weeks? <laughs> Steph. 
I mean, you kind of already know um, what it's like, and we're so thankful and grateful to have him back, man. And like I said, we got a couple game game in a couple of days. Jordan, you're never going to have a, another first playoff game, and you know, as a kid, you watch and you you hear about what it's like, and then not only do you have your first game, but you're surrounded by these guys who've won three championships and all that history, but then you're the one showing out. Just like, was the fulfillment factor different? Just what did it feel like for you and, and what was the the whole experience? There's no better feeling than having the guys behind you who've already been through the fight. They've been through it at the highest level. Knowing that if you make any mistakes, you got those guys that'll pick you up. And then, you know, there's no better feeling than that. So I'm just uh, thankful to be out there on the court with those guys and trying to learn as much as possible. So. Yeah, Jordan Poole learning, but Jordan Poole also leading tonight for the Warriors in, in a big-time way, and it's going to be a tough decision. But here's the one thing. If, if Jordan Poole finds his way back on the Warriors bench, he's still going to be playing 30 minutes in, in, in these games, and they're still going to need him and Steph and Clay playing together because it does open things up uh, for everybody when those three are on the floor. And if Draymond can hold it down in the back end and Wiggins can play aggressive you know, defense – uh, then the, and, and everybody rebounds collectively, then that can be a lethal lineup uh, indeed. 888-957-9570. Uh, a couple of more phone calls in just a second. Let's get first, though, to our shot of the game. They're on the drive, missed it. Rebound, Clay. Chest pass to Poole. Poole, three on three. Drives in, goes up with a Euro step. It's good and a foul! He got fouled by Will Barton. He's going to the line! Wow. Just slowed it down just a little bit on Barton, ripped it through, and somehow flipped it up and in. I mean, what an amazing move. Crossover into a Euro step, back the other way, and then finishes. Dynamite. Yeah, that was right up there for loudest moment of the night uh, as Jordan Poole. That, uh, there was a timeout by the Nuggets there, and then a free throw after that. It was an and one. He wound up with 17 in the first half uh, on that free throw, and it was it was lit inside Chase Center uh, in that moment. That's uh, your shot of the game for tonight, which is uh, always uh, presented by the County of Santa Clara. Shot of the game presented by the County of Santa Clara. Book a COVID-19 booster shot now at sccfreevax.org, or you can call 211 uh, miraculous finish there for Jordan Poole. Couple of calls here and then uh, we'll hear a couple of minutes of Clay Thompson before we call it a night. Uh 888-957-9570. That's where Aaron in Oakland checks in here on 957 the game. Aaron, you're on Warriors wrap up. Hey, thanks man. Long-time listener. If you're a Warriors fan, you got to love what you saw tonight. Steve Kerr just showed you why he's a good coach and why he can be a great coach in building this dynasty. Uh, you got to love the veteran presence tonight, the way they stepped up. And just Steph, man, the way he came in and did what he did and, and letting that youngster have that, that start, man, that was huge. If they can keep playing like this, and, you know, there's going to be some people say, ah, oh, it's a gimmick, they're trying to rest uh, Steph. No, he put Jordan in a position to win. That's what good coaches do. They, good coaches aren't managing, you know, talent as in calling plays and stuff. you got to put your guy in and trust and let him do that, and that's what he did. Jordan Poole had a great show up, man, and that just shows you the potential where this dynasty can go, you know, down the road with him. And I don't know what's, what's in store for the rest, but I think they go deeper in the playoffs in the first round. All they got to do is keep their head, man, 
Don't fall into what Boogie Co- uh, Cousins fell in tonight, you know? Don't, yeah. Don't get text. No, it's Keep a- your head, Raymond. Let's go. No, you're right, Aaron. That's a great call. Tonight's a very good night for viewing the Warriors in the big picture to the postseason because they showed themselves to be a dangerous squad, and I love the point about you know, kind of using Steph Curry's circumstances to allow Jordan Poole to be in a position where he could kind of go off and be the guy that he's been in this first playoff opportunity, and then you adjust on the fly, but now you don't have to worry about the first for, for Jordan Poole. And now he's got the supreme confidence as if he wasn't going to have it anyway. I think he definitely would have. Before we get to James in the city, let's, uh, let's pause quickly for a very special legal ID. You're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ-FM in HD1 San Francisco, an Odyssey station. Brought to you by DuckDuckGo, privacy simplified. Thanks, Ray. Ray Ratto joining Warriors Wrap-Up here on 95.7 The Game. Appreciate that. James in San Francisco, you're going to be the final caller of the night here on Warriors Wrap-Up. What's going on, James? Awesome. Um, Hi, uh, this is James in San Francisco. My question is, um, how would you rate Denver's performance tonight? Is it just that the Warriors shots went in? um, And how many games in the series do you see? Yeah, thanks for the call, James. Uh, I had six going in. Uh, it kind of feels like five now, but you can't be a prisoner of the moment. I think sometimes, you know, each playoff game, and a lot of coaches have said this, but I always go back to the, the first head coach that I covered in, in my younger days coming up uh, in, in Sacramento was Rick Adelman. And, and, and Rick Adelman would always say, and again, a lot of coaches have, have echoed this throughout the years, you know, every playoff game has its own has its own DNA. Every playoff game has its own, you know, fingerprint and and takes on its a life of of its own, and so I, I think you look at tonight, and the Warriors limited the others for the Nuggets. They they let Jokic do his thing. They made him work for it. But so much of what makes the Nuggets successful is is Jokic and his ability to get others involved off of cuts, off of different actions and screens, where where he can be a facilitator and get the rest of his team good looks. And the Warriors took a lot of that away. The Nuggets haven't shot the three ball well against the Warriors in any game this year. And I think that's the most promising sign. And and look, let's just be real about it. The Nuggets don't have their second and third best player. They don't have Jamal Murray and they don't have Michael Porter Jr. And, And so while the Warriors are getting healthy at the right time, the Nuggets are in a position where their best version of themselves is probably going to be the 2022-23 season. And and there's no disrespect to Denver intended at all. This team won 48 games. They were the sixth seed in the Western Conference, and I think that's probably why Nikola Jokic is going to be uh, the MVP uh, because he was able to hold this crew up. And I, I like a lot of their players as as role players and bench players, but they, they just don't have enough. They, they don't have enough if the Warriors are playing – at, at a certain level to, to contend in this series. Now, that being said, uh, before we hear from Clay and, and call it a night, that being said, every game is different. And, and typically, and Steve Kerr addressed this in post-game press conference and, and, and the portion that we played, every game after a, a, you know game one goes a certain way in blowout fashion a comfortable win is what Steve Kerr called it game two after a comfortable win is always tougher and usually and yet you're going to hear Steve Kerr talk about this a lot in the next couple of days leading up to game two usually it's just force and energy and desperation I would expect 
force and energy and desperation and, and upgrade there uh, in, in how uh, the Nuggets play in, in in game two because they know they came to the Bay to split. You know, that's what they're saying. Come to the Bay and split, get back to Denver, win a couple, and then try and, you know, take control and make it a series at that point. So all is not lost. That's what the Nuggets are thinking right now. Katie Wingy, uh, she joined us on Thursday night here on 95.7 The Game. She covers the Nuggets, uh, an analyst, reporter, host for, for Altitude TV, uh, and she's covering the Nuggets. She put out uh, a couple of thoughts here uh, about a half hour ago. I'll just I'll just share them with you. Uh, from the Nuggets' point of view, since you asked. Uh, she writes, the Nuggets feel the errors they made in Game 1 controllable and correctable. So there you go. Some of the some of the, the turnover issues uh, and, and maybe some defensive miscues. They want to be more aggressive, Katie writes, and get to the free throw line more. Jokic went to the free throw line twice tonight, one for two, and the Warriors, believe it or not, had a major advantage at the free throw line. When do we ever say that? 21-29 uh, for the Warriors at the free throw line tonight and the Nuggets went 13 times. So they want to try and get the Warriors. What what happens when the Warriors aren't playing well? They foul a lot. And then uh, multiple players, according to Katie on the Nuggets, referenced starting down 0-1 in previous series, getting a feel, and, and then rallying. The Nuggets, veteran playoff-tested team these last three or four years uh, with Jokic and with Michael Malone. So I think that's kind of what they're what they're thinking about. Uh, and and then we'll see, but you got to go out and execute it without your number two and your number three best players. All right, before we wrap it up, uh, let's hear a couple of minutes of Clay Thompson, uh, Captain Clay tonight, nineteen points, five threes, uh, and he met with the uh, assembled media downstairs following this one. Well, I think we all knew that the three guard lineup with you, Steph, and Jordan was could be pretty lethal. What was it like being out there tonight, especially late in the in the first half there when you guys took off? Well, I mean, Jordan Poole, wow, what a playoff debut. I mean, all his hard work is paying off. He if he doesn't get most improved this year, I just it just doesn't make any sense. Without him, we would not be where we're at. So Dub Nation, we should be very grateful for Jordan's development and the type of player he's become because He's uh he's just incredible. I mean, what a what a what a star in the making. And as far as being out there with Steph and him, and Wiggs and Draymond, it's a it's a scary sight when we really get going. I mean, we've only been this is really our first time really playing together. He was you know something like a twenty eight percent three point shooter as a rookie. Better last year, but still in like lower thirties. Um, the last month and a half, he's been like 43%, something mm. like that from three. Did you, even behind the scenes, I mean, you know shooting. Did you see, like, this guy will eventually be a really good three-point shooter? Oh, yeah. I mean, to be 20 years old and have to deal with what he did his rookie year, that's it made him so much stronger. And just to be 20 years old in the NBA is an incredible feat. And um, I knew it was in him. And he's just going to keep getting better. And to show the composure he did tonight was in, in – just awesome. I mean, he's 22 years old. He's out there scoring 30 effortlessly, and he's just – I can't say enough good things about him. How do you think Steph looked out there tonight? I thought he looked great. I mean, his shot was short in the first half. That's to be expected when you have that long a layoff from gameplay, but he's still Steph Curry, and he still made huge shots for us, and he was a plus 17, and just, just his gravity and his – just the threat of him being out there is, is the best. I mean, it just makes us a championship team. Clay, this had been such a long time coming for you, the, the playoff stage. What did it mean to you and to, to have you and Andre and and Steph and Draymond together on the floor again at last? Uh, pretty special. So special. Um, pre, before the tip, I thought about all the all the days in the gym, the days in the doctor's office, on the, the surgery table, and 
and just be flying up and down the court, knocking shots down and playing solid defense. It's a, it was a surreal moment for me and to do it in front of the crowd we had, I give Dub Nation amazing credit. They were so loud as soon as we ran through the tunnel and um, just uh, something I won't take for granted, just being able to play playoff basketball. It's, it's uh, it was very surreal for me. Clay, what was going on there with you and Drew Gordon there for a little bit? I don't rarely see you uh, that angry on the court. Um, just good old fashioned trash talk. I missed it. I missed the competitiveness of the game. I missed being able to talk to guys and talk mess and that stuff kind of gets me going from time to time. So that was a, that was a good time. I mean, Aaron's competitive and so am I, and we're not going to back down. You guys have a history of the small ball death lineup, right? Going back to 1415 with Harrison Barnes and Andre, Andre, Katie, what, what type of potential and lethal potential does that small lineup of you, your Steph, Jordan, Draymond, and, and uh, Andrew have? Well, the spacing and the shooting, playmaking, it's all there. And I think it's a lineup that will have incredible success for years to come. And it was fun to be a part of it tonight. What did you think of the defense on Jokic tonight, specifically what Draymond was able to do on him? Draymond's the best defender in the world. And we asked so much of him for him to force Loon Andre, for the, him to make Nicola shoot 25 times and score 25 points. It's a great night. I mean, obviously, Jokic is such a great player. He's an MVP. And uh, those guys took on the challenge and will continue to do so throughout the series. But Draymond um, is the best defender I've ever played with. And he's just really a difference maker out there. Without him, we're not the Warriors. Well, just from a pace perspective, there was a play late second quarter where I think Nuggets threw it out and he kind of rushed it inbounds to the ref, inbounds, got it up to you against Jokic. Just how about plays like that? What does that do for you guys? Um, I mean, his defense sometimes overshadows his offense but he's like a six foot seven point guard out there who can knock down a three he can he makes the right play and he's great around the rim and he just unlocks whole offense because he's guarding centers and able to play point guard who that's so unique who else is doing that in the nba yeah, nobody's doing that in the NBA to, to answer for Clay Thompson. Nice game for him as he returns to the playoffs for the first time in 1,038 days. Man, and Steph and Clay and Draymond all together. Igadala as well, and a nice night uh, for Clay Thompson. Jordan Poole, though, the 30 points, 35th player in NBA history to score at least 30 points in their first career playoff game. Uh, the last player to do it? Anthony Edwards did it today, actually, in his first playoff game. He had 36 as the Grizzlies were beaten by the Timberwolves. Uh, Poole made five three-pointers, the most three-pointers ever made by a Warriors player in their first career playoff game. Pretty incredible there. Steph Curry previously had the record. Latrell Sprewell as well. Uh, Curry and Spree both had four and uh, the Warriors win the first ever playoff game at Chase Center to take the one nothing series lead over the Nuggets. First playoff win in San Francisco and the first game hosted in the city in 58 years. Got to go all the way back to April 1st. Mentioned this on the pregame of, of 1964. So that is, uh, th th that is uh, quite a note there. And the Warriors have won the first game in a series uh, now, 13 of the last 14 series, 13 of the last 14, the Warriors have won uh, game one of a series. The only time they didn't win game one, game one of those 2019 NBA finals. 
against Toronto. All right, that's going to do it. Up next for the Dubs, game two of this series, right back here at Chase Center, 7 o'clock on Monday night. Uh, game two, seven o'clock. Warriors live at five thirty. That's going to be Damon Bruce and Ray Ratto that'll have that one, and then uh, join me after the ball game. I'll have Warriors wrap up for you uh, as the Warriors look to go up two nothing in that series. Thanks to Sterling Bennett. Thanks to my guys Chris and Brian back in our San Francisco studios. Uh, keep it locked right here. We got you covered all day long tomorrow, and then of course Monday with the morning roast and Willard and Dibbs and Steiny and Guru. Damon and Ratto uh, all day long, and then I'll uh, cap it with Warriors wrap-up uh, on Monday here once again from Chase. That'll do it. Dubs get the win over the Nuggets, 123-107, to one nothing series lead, and you heard it right here on 95.7 The Game. Good night. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.